carry into Chemist Warehouse and find Calvin Klein Euphoria for Men 50ml for only $39.99. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Folks are getting ready to sing. And again, the Nationals down to their last strike. K deals. See you later. Ball game. Cubs win. 17-3. What a night at the ballpark. Holy cow. Bird wins the line out. Now it's Canterbury hold initially, but now they go. Oh, Moore's looking for a hat trick. And there it is, the all black hooker. Suffolk, oh, Moore. Number two, Suffolk, oh, Moore. Fourth time, the United States of America are crown champions of the world, and for the very first time, they've done it on European soil. It is finished at the Stade de Lyon in the final, in victory and joy for the United States. Yes, good morning, Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SCNZ. Welcome in Thursday, and you know what day that is, lads. You heard the news there from Aroha, the weather update. Weather won't dampen everyone's spirits as today is a momentous day in football, and particularly in New Zealand, as we host the opening game of the Football World Cup. Norway taking on our very own Football Ferns. I am so pumped. It snuck up on us, lads. I know you'll be very excited. Kids, you're going to the game. Ricardo, you going to the game? No, I got band practice tonight, bro. So I'll watch the first <laughs> half at home and then go to band practice. I thought you said you got banned. I was like, already? Already? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's all like streaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So you got band practice. That's all right. That's right. We can watch it on, on TV and we can listen to it live here on SENZ as well. So, oh, man, I'm excited for that. And, uh, you yeah, know, seeing how we can go up against the very best on our shores. And uh, apparently it's sold out. It's going to break the record that the Black Ferns set last year for the uh, the Rugby World Cup final. Apparently a big crowd expected. Take your raincoats. Yeah, and bigger than the crowd. You remember when uh, New Zealand, the All Whites beat Bahrain and Wellington to qualify for the 2010 yes. World Cup? I think mm. at the moment that holds the record for the biggest crowd for a football match in New Zealand. Well, this will break it. Oh, I remember that. Was it, was it Fallon? Rory Fallon well, got yeah. the header? Rory Fallon got the header. Hey. Yeah, it was fantastic, Oof. wasn't it? I, actually, I saw uh, it was, a, a, just as an aside, Rory Fallon's now working for the Phoenix in a coaching capacity with the uh, uh, with the academy. And the, he, did, he had a picture with a young kid called Rory, who, uh, guess how old he is, uh, just turned 13, <laughs> I think, and he was named after Rory because he scored that goal and the parents were pregnant at the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, there'll be many parents out there that will be a part of sporty moments that they go on. I was reading the other day, some some ladies named all their kids after famous All Blacks and everything. She's a fanatic through and through. But uh, mate, I'm absolutely fizz for this, Kempi. 
This is going to be awesome tonight. Um, we're up against Norway. They've got a potent attacking threat. So defensively, we've got to be on. But throw the kitchen sink at it. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. If we play defensively and we focus defensively, it's going to be a tough night. We have to go out there and just try things. Try, try things that are, that are going to upset this Norwegian side. Oof. Can't come around. You're not going, Kempi? No, I'm not. I'm unfortunately no, I'm not going along. But uh, I've been following it. I was listening to uh, Gianni and friend. Is it Gianni and friend and Tino yesterday talking about getting uh, New Zealanders? He 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 pulled out the crowd like the all the media and said, "Where's all the New Zealand media?" When he was talking, yeah. and he said, "Where's the cameras? Where's the cameras? Is that you? Is that you?" Like this, and then he's gone. Hey, um, you guys need to come to the game. Everyone in New Zealand needs to come to the game. So, mate, to, to hear that it's sold out. Look, I'm back in. I'm back in our girls to get a win. I know everyone's saying Norway will win it, um, but I'm 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 thinking, how often have we seen it set up where we've got our home crowd there and something special happens? And maybe tonight that's one of those nights. So I'm back in the girls. Are we going to get like we we got to support this this tournament? We're so lucky, and we're probably not going to see it again. Well, maybe. In, in many years' time, we potentially might get an opportunity, but this is a chance to really show our support. And yes, people are thinking results. You look at the Black Ferns last year. There was a little bit of a hum and hiring of, of whether this team's going to go well. They started going well. They started gaining the support, but that's because they were playing so well. I think this is different, isn't it, Ricardo? Like, for us, our expectations have to be measured. You know, like, we can't expect this team. They're, they're not going to go on and win it. No. You know? Well, they're 20... 20- 26th in the world, so. Yeah. Yeah, so for us, it's put the results aside. Let's go out there and uh, support uh, our females uh, on the world stage up against the very best. And uh, if there was a game down here in Christchurch, I would have gone along and taken my kids to to have a look. Never really watched too much football live. Um, And uh, so I think it would be a hell of an event. So if you're out there and you can, obviously sold out tonight, potentially might break the record, but going forward, let's get right behind the football ferns in the FIFA Football World Cup. Ashes day one, fourth test. As uh, Stumps on day one, Australia a 299 for eight after England won the toss and put Australia into bat. A couple of good starts from Manus Lubbershane, Mitchell Marsh 51-51. Uh, Warner got a start 38 and Steve Smith as well a 40 odd. So uh, yeah, pretty even day one, 299. They'll take that, they'll head to day two, try and get some more uh, runs on the board. After England just took the new ball. So you want to catch that? That is live on SENZ tonight at 9pm. But there's some big news around the uh, sporting world. We've got uh, 11 past 6 this morning and we've got a big show coming up. Madge Maguire, part of the coaching team at the Canberra Raiders. He'll join us. Marcus Wilhouse, Foxy's coach, will talk the Open. We've got Casey Frank previews the sales NBL postseason after 8. And Andrew Aris. A Kiwi footballer making a difference for more than an athlete. It is 12 past six. Let's rip into it. The following is a triple threat match, and it is for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, triple threat indeed. Uh, three big questions to start the show. And uh, Izzy, I thought this was uh, this was real interesting. This is real interesting. Is one that's got uh, world rugby are famous for not always listening, right? And not always doing maybe what's best for world rugby, but doing what's best for Six Nations rugby. Uh, but it looks like they've actually taken note of what's been happening in super rugby 
and they are adopting five new laws that Super Rugby introduced this year for this World Cup. I mean, normally they move glacially. How surprised are you they've, they've done this? Oh, I've been, it's been spoken about it for, for a while. We need to be innovative. We need to be entertaining. And the, the, the pace of play in rugby is an absolute no-no. You look at league, the ball and play is just so much more than rugby. So I, I commend them for listening and and making a difference. It just depends how much difference it's going to make, particularly at the ruck area. Like this five second rule at the ruck area has been a part of the game for a very long time. I can't even remember the time a referee's pulled it up when the half blacks just mucking around at the back of that ruck, slowly pulling it out with his legs. It's about ten seconds and no referees pulled it up. So now that it's at the forefront we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, opportunities. But then off that, you know, like what happens off that? If they blow a free kick, they're going to go to a scrum. And that's going to take up another couple of minutes for the scrum. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's a juggling act. But the changes are cool. Uh, Ricardo, I'll read a couple of them out. The referee will put a stopwatch shot clock on kickers who have 90 seconds to kick conversion from the time a try is awarded from uh, for, and 60 seconds for penalties from the time the referee signals a shot at goal. Match officials will expect... Lineouts and scrums to be formed with 30 seconds of the respective marks being set and the ball to be used within five seconds of ruck being formed. TMO only interrupt play to investigate serious, clear and obvious incidents of dangerous play and, uh, sorry, dangerous play, where are we? Sorry, incidents of dangerous play missed by the match official team. Referees can utilise the TMO to make an official yellow card decision, but in extended, the TMO will have eight, eight minutes to uphold a 10-minute yellow card decision or upgrade to a 20-minute red card. So the TMO is going to have an influence, but probably less. From that, Kempi, is this the changes needed for rugby? They've obviously looked at it as I you know, went through those this morning and gone, we need to try and speed the game up and stop the, I, I, I guess, the amount of stoppages. Um, but you're right, you know, like you, you take it away from one um, area and it probably increases in another. If you're penalising them all the time, well, you, what do you do from a penalise? You kick the ball out, you go to a line out. I don't, I don't see how you form it in five seconds. You know what I mean? I don't, like even in rugby league on the weekend, I don't know if you saw it at the Warriors, um, the referee said oh, they went to challenge for a, a captain's challenge. He said, "Oh, now your ten seconds had passed, mm. mate. It had only been about five seconds." So the referee, what, what I'm saying, the referees actually don't sit there and go, oh, "1,001, 1,002." You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a yeah. A, they must. What, what's going to be interesting is how they police it. Do they have someone in the air saying, you know? Put four, a clock on it. You know, three, two, one. You know, like like Quizzy Dag. Three, two, one. You're out. You know, so more people should listen to Quizzy Dag and, and use some of those rules. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what we've taken out of this. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a tough one, but I like it. I do like it how they how they're thinking about speeding up the game. That's uh, I think that's what we're getting out of the five cha- uh, five rule changes. Izzy, you know, you mentioned the, the the free kicks, and then they go, "Oh, it's a free kick, so I'll take a scrum." What can you put it? Yeah. Can, they, can is there a situation when they can say it's a free kick and you have to tap it? You, there is no scrum option. It's a free kick, so uh, you have to tap and go. I'd love to see that. If we're going to get speed in the game, if you're going to blow a free kick, particularly at the ruck area, potentially only a tap and go. You know, like, or, or bomb it or kick it, but it can't go out on the full. So the game's still in play. I can just see it happening, though. Like, teams up in the north will love to slow the ball down and slow the game down. So if they get a free kick, particularly at a ruck, they're just going to blow a scrum and, and slow it down. 
Whereas I see the Kiwis, maybe Australians, potentially want to play quick, play fast style of rugby. They will really buy into this. But it's like Kempi said, man, like this has been spoken about for ages, particularly at the Ruck. And teams are still taking 10 to, to 15 seconds. And when the ball's going good, like that first 20 minutes of that test match on the weekend, the ball was getting released from the ruck really quick. But it gets to the 50, 60 minute mark when people are tired and people are you know, lagging a bit to get into position. The ruck's a mess. That's when it needs to be policed. So it'll be interesting, uh, Ricardo, to see how the referees officiate it. They've been told. I think they're going to be uh, stamped down hard on it. And the other thing that is probably slightly different to Super Rugby, so what we saw, I think, in Super Rugby this year was they the referees just deferred to yellows, right? They went, yellow, let the TMO make the decision if it's a red. But at this World Cup, if the referee gives it a yellow and it goes to the TMO and he gives it a red, that's a 20-minute red card, so you can still replace that player 20 minutes later, right? Uh, yeah. But uh, the referee on the field, if he gives a red card, it's a red card for the game. Uh, look, I've got a real issue with red red cards and yellow cards in rugby union because I don't think common sense is, um, comes into play here. Like, even on the weekend when uh, one of our, our, our Blackfern halfback got red-carded two minutes into the game, like it was a collision, an unfortunate collision. She should have been sent off. You know, it wasn't it wasn't malicious at all. It was just like I'm going to get the tackle, and unfortunately, my fa- I face planted the other face of the girl, um, and the referee's gone. Well, you're getting off. I I'm not worried about TMO making decisions. It's about the actual common sense decision at the beginning. Yeah, because you're going to look. Yeah, I agree. And, and that context, you're going to lose a player for nothing. Yeah, and, and that's been a talking point for a very long time, Kempi, is there's been some occasions where the player hasn't done it purposely mm. and forceful, but he's been sent off and it's wrong games. It's it's absolutely wrong games. So now the referee has a chance. They've got eight minutes the the TMO to make a decision to whether to turn it to a red card, 20 minute they get replaced. The referee now has the power to red card uh, a player straight off the bat. So I think you're putting the decision-making back to the referees. We're not going upstairs to, to the cameras and all the different angles. I know it helps because you want to get the decision right, but we need to speed the game up, and this is a, a step in the right direction. Talking the other code, though, uh, Ricardo, we got a bit of cricket, more cricket coming yep. up. Black Caps have announced a T20 tour schedule, right? And they've announced the team, and that's all great. We've seen a couple of players uh, recalled, uh, Kyle Jamison back from injury and a couple of guys getting a debut opportunity. My question, we talked about this yesterday. ODI cricket, what's the future, right? What's the next <laughs> World Cup? It's later in this year. <laughs> it's the ODI World Cup. We've got a nine-game tour of the UAE in England. How many ODIs are in it, Izzy? None, none. All T20s. They're all T20s. <laughs> I've I seen this coming, Kimpy, a long time ago. The way the IPL's gone, you've got the American Major League Cricket that is absolutely for me. You've got South African that are all the IPL teams that are starting the franchise, all their franchises there. You've got the Caribbean. It is absolutely flying at the demise of ODI Cricket. ODI Cricket is on the way out. I get a sense it is gone. Look, the, I loved ODI Cricket. That's what I remember. But it's just falling wayside. Yeah. And, and it is, you know, that makes me laugh when you said, that's what I remember. We want to go back to what I remember, mate, which is, way, we didn't even have ODI, you know, way back in the beginning when Chris Kens was playing and Richard Hadley was flying him down there, um, down the wicket. So I just think it's, a, you know, uh, I've always thought that cricket are the innovators of sport. 
and and they take something, they run with it, and then they continually look at what are we doing next. But they're not afraid to do that. Um, I'm, I'm not surprised. You know, the money's in the money's in um, the IPL and and T20. It's not in ODI cricket, and that's where they're yeah. that's where and why they're going that way. You know, because it's a, it's about getting. Like you have a look at the IPL. How many how many people over there are watching the game? That's paying for the game basically. And I think everyone else is just trying to cash in on the back of it. Something's gotta give. Something's gotta give. Test cricket's starting to revive. You've got T uh, twenty and uh, you know, you've you've got all these formats around the world that are just absolutely thriving. So something's gotta give. Kyle Jameson's back after a long layoff. He'll be travelling to the UAE and you've got a couple of new debutants, Otago all rounder Dean Foxcroft and Auckland League spinner Adi Ashok. So looking forward to seeing that unfold.